You better you bet presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser and Mark Drumheller filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here on a Thursday. A reminder, this is our last segment here on Stadium. So make sure you go to uh, watchstadium.com. Can join us for the final 13, 14 minutes or so. Show keeps going until 7 o'clock Eastern time, and we will be with you on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, twitch.tv slash betql, and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. Continuing our college basketball conversation. Mark, before we went to break, we were talking about the Big Ten. Purdue is going to win the Big Ten regular season title, almost. No doubt about that. The other teams in the Big Ten, though, like... Do you like Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan State, because it is O in the tournament? Any other Big Ten team that you maybe are looking at uh, as we get towards tournament time? Probably Michigan State if they show me more. You know, I think that's that's a viable one. Wisconsin, it just seems to be up and down. Look good for a little bit, but then lately the form has not been good, right? There was a time where we thought, like, hey, could they be, you know, a number two seed, a number one seed, and then, you know, recently they start to slide back. Um, so not sure what to think of them. I feel like there's a lot of teams that fall into that category, PJ, where it's we think they got over the hump, and then once we believe they got over the hump, they let us down and fall back a little bit. And I think that's just kind of the parity with college basketball. I think we're seeing that with a lot of these teams in that you know second tier of the Big Ten as well. Yeah, Michigan State, if I'm honest with you, if I could trust one team mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, it'd be Michigan State, even more so than Purdue. Like, I 1,000%. Like yeah, I, well, easily, like right? It's like, like tradition. Like, March comes, we're going to write some Michigan State tickets. Absolutely. I mean, we're getting Tom Izzo with the veteran team. Four of the five starters on that team played in that Sweet 16 game last year where they lost to Kansas State. Um, you know, they upset Marquette last year when Marquette was a two seed, one of the better teams in the country, very much playing right now, like that team that we saw much of last year. Michigan State got off to a slow start. They had a tough non-conference schedule, but now they're starting to figure it out a little bit. And uh, I still like their backcourt. And I mean, it's Izzo in March, man. You know, Northwestern yeah. is an interesting team. Like they have some good wins this season. They beat in Purdue, beat Michigan State, but those games are at home. You know, can they do, can they beat teams like that on a neutral site? Wisconsin, you know, they were so good early on in the year and early on in Big Ten play because their offense was so good. Now their offense is starting to drop a little bit and they're starting to lose to some of the, some of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Like they've lost to Michigan, lost to Rutgers. So they've had some bad losses. Illinois to me is the interesting team because they got guards that can score. They got Domask, they got Shannon, Coleman Hawkins is a nice stretch four. They got Quincy Garrier, who's been in college basketball forever. Like, they have some guys. It's just like, I don't know. If Brad Underwood couldn't win it with Desumu and Coffee Coburn, can he really win it with, like, this group of guys? So, I think for me, Michigan State, if I had to pick a team in the Big Ten that I could trust, I would pick Michigan State before I would trust Purdue, Mark, and it sounds like you feel the same way. <laughs> I do. It sounds crazy to say, but you just, again, it's them having the history of being able to do it, knowing that the team's going to be mentally prepared, uh, where that's my challenge with Purdue is, is what happens when they're under adversity? What happens when they're in round two of March Madness and they're down by nine points, you know, early in the first quarter? Are they able to 
battle back from that? Does Painter panic? Does the team just say, here we go again? Like, this is just what happens. And, and that's the concern. That When we say they have to show us, it's not – we're not questioning the talent. We know they can do it. They're built to do it more this year than I think any other year. But March Madness is wild. There's, You know, if you let a game get away from you, you don't get the opportunity to get it back a lot of the times. And that's where I worry about Purdue is what happens when they're down early on, when they play a team that is just, you know, lighting them up from three-point range in the first five minutes. Do they have the you know, mental capacity to – to overcome that that sort of stuff because it does wear on you. If you're used to getting bounced out early in the first round and things start falling apart, you know, you it has to cross your mind. And there has to be a mental toughness to overcome it. And I want to see that from Purdue before I back them. Now, I agree with you. I agree. And I think we were talking about this earlier in the week. You know, when Purdue, when they go into March Madness, everybody's going to draw the comparisons to them and that Virginia team that lost to a 16 seed and then ended up winning it the following year. You know, they returned their key guys, their core guys, and Purdue is obviously doing the same this year. But it's like that Virginia run that they went on to win the national title, like all the things that had to go their way. And any team that's going to win March Madness, unless you're like UConn mm-hmm. last year and you just blow everybody out. You, know? <laughs> you most, just steamroll most everybody. Of those, <laughs> they just blew everybody out by double digits. Most of those teams, like you're going to have a survive and advance game or two, right? A game that you probably shouldn't mm-hmm. win, that you're fortunate to win. And sometimes you need a, luck on, a little luck on your side. Um and Purdue's probably going to need that if they do want to get to a Final Four or win a title. I just, I'm with you. You know, it's like those Virginia guards that they had, Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, um, DeAndre Hunter, like those are pro guys, right? Those are guys that made it to the NBA. It's like these Purdue guards, you know, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, like they're nice players, but they're not like lottery, like NBA type guys. And Edie's your best player. If he gets in foul trouble or teams are mm-hmm. able to ball pressure Purdue and kind of take Edie out of the game a little bit, I, I just think Purdue could run into some trouble. So I'm with you. It's crazy yeah. it is and to I'm say not, I like Michigan State better. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're not, you know, mentally tough. What I'm saying is, is in that environment in March, like we haven't seen it yet. So they, they have to prove it. Like they may they may be able to overcome that stuff. But if they do, like maybe if they overcome you know a a big deficit you know early in the tournament maybe that's the time to get behind them you know you're not going to get as good as number but still i would rather do that and least let them show me that they can get over that hump before i buy in than just going all in now at this point in the season the acc is an interesting race for the regular season title so north carolina is 11 and 3 right now in league play duke is 10 and 3 so they played one less game Obviously, they meet at the end of the year in Durham. Um, so if Duke wins out, they're going to win this league. They're plus 250. Carolina's minus 300. Now, the problem for Duke is that their next three games are all on the road. And look, when you're Duke, you're going to get everybody's best shot, right? When you go into an opposing gym, that's going to be the T-shirt and hat game. That's going to be the sellout game. Like, they know that. So... If they are able to get through that unscathed, if they're able to win their next three games on the road at Florida State, at Miami, at Wake Forest, if they're able to win all those games, 
Duke could be set up nicely because North Carolina, I think, is going to drop another game at some point. As we were talking with Isaac Trotter, like the defense isn't as great as it had been the first couple months of the season. Offense Mm -hmm. even hasn't been as great as it's been. So UNC is regressing a little bit. Duke did this last year, too, like middle of February. They started to hit their stride. They went on a big winning streak. They won the ACC tournament. So they kind of get hot towards this time of the year. I do think Duke is worth a play here at plus 250 to win the ACC. I couldn't agree more, PJ. When I size up UNC and Duke, if if you're getting the best effort, the best version of each team, I, I think I like Duke better. And I think that's really been Duke's issue this year. Is there just been some games where they just look, I don't know if it's lethargic or apathetic, but you're not getting the consistent effort that you would expect from Duke. And with UNC, do you think that, you know, the the regression on defense, is that because of teams just are kind of caught up to what they're doing? Yeah, I think so. I think so a little bit um, because, you know, they were so good early on in the year. They were working in all these transfers, right? They had Cormac Ryan coming mm-hmm. from Notre Dame, Harrison Ingram coming for Stanford. So even though R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott have been there a while, To your point, like there wasn't a lot on film, like teams didn't see how those guys were integrated in a North Carolina offense. And then obviously, as you get into the second half of conference play, teams have a bunch of film at that point. They kind of see what works against them, what doesn't work. And I do think it's it's hurt them a little bit. And Mm -hmm. they are a team that obviously relies a, a good amount on the three ball. They shoot a decent amount of threes. They're good on offense. And again, their defense hasn't been as great recently as it was earlier in the year. So I think teams are starting to catch up with them. And I think Duke is just kind of following the blueprint of what they did last year, where it's slow start, and now they're starting to ramp it up a little bit. I, I kind of like back in these teams, Mark, when we get into March, that we're preseason, like top five, top ten. They had a lot of talent. We were high on them coming into the beginning of the year. And then everybody kind of forgets about them. But then towards the end of the mm-hmm. year, like they start to play a little better. And you remember like, oh, yeah, that team's got a bunch of talent. Like they could they could do damage. Obviously, what you look for in when you're trying to find like a national championship caliber team, teams that are top 20 offensively and defensively in Ken Palm. Right now, we have mm. six of those teams, Houston, Purdue, Connecticut, Auburn, Arizona, and Tennessee. Two of those teams that are right there knocking on the door are Duke and Carolina. UNC's 23rd in offense, 12th in defense. Duke is 10th in offense and 24th on defense. So these teams are like right there, right? They're kind of mirror images of each other. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right there. So you can go, I mean, you can go either way with either of these teams. And obviously they play at the end of the year in Durham. But yeah, Mark, of all these conferences, like if there's value on maybe which team to take, I know we were kind of, you know, talking about maybe Iowa State's worth a look. Auburn we kind of like as well. But I think Duke at that price at plus Two uh, two forty. I think they're they're a good look to win the ACC. Yeah, definitely. I think Virginia, you know, has been hot playing better of late. But when I look at the top and I look at these three teams, I really think I'm just more confident in Duke. You know, at this number, getting the plus two fifty as opposed to laying the three dollars with North Carolina. I'm going to go with Duke here every time. So I, I think Virginia's interesting. If they can continue playing well, can they pull themselves into the mix? Uh, you know, what we'll to wait and see. I'm not ready to fire on them yet, but right now I would definitely bet Duke. 
Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm with you there. I think there could be a team to watch as well as we get into the NCAA tournament. Will Zalas with the Will Zalatoris with a par on the 18th hole, so he finishes at five under, trailing Patrick Cantlay by two shots at the Genesis Invitational. When we come back, it is time for the Power Hour. We're going to talk a little golf with Sia Najad coming up at 6.20. Coming back, though, Mark and I going to look at some NFL, way too early NFL futures. Who's going to win Super Bowl 59 next year in New Orleans? Mark and I look at that next year. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM.